We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. I think when we understand this, then we'll understand. You see, Jesus, because we pointed out here, had the Spirit without measure, then He could successfully deal with all cases. We have the Spirit by measure. Remember we looked at that scripture over in Hebrews that talked about distributions of the Holy Ghost. See, the Lord said, I did not tell you. Now, see, I may have the manifestation occasionally. He said, I did not tell you I, I gave you a working of miracles. I told you your ministry is a healing ministry. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on The Spirit Within and The Spirit Upon, Volume 2. But I remember then that when I got my car, I was traveling alone those days. I got my car and started back to the hotel. I went all the way back to the hotel. And when I got to my room, I fell on my knees by the bedside weeping and said, Lord, why couldn't I help that little child? That healing power did not go into that child. It never left my hands. Now, that child is only, a, you know what I mean, in every way, just a baby, even though it is between four and five years of age. It, 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 and in its condition, it can't believe, but it doesn't disbelieve. There's nothing there to keep it from it. And yet that power did not go into that child. Because I had learned from experience that it's always the easiest thing in the world to get children healed. About 999, 100 times out of 100, you'd always get them healed. Because they just sort of believe anyway. I mean, you know, they just, they, they, they live by faith. I mean, I mean, you could not have a, you got a four or five year old child and you got bills stacked up knee deep on both sides of you. And not a crumb in the house to eat. And, and uh, you know, and they're just out jumping and playing and running and hollering. <laughs> They don't lose a week of sleep. Amen. Isn't that right? They just got faith in mom and daddy. <laughs> Amen. I think that's what I read. Jesus said, except you be converted and become his little children, you don't know why it's in it, the kingdom of heaven. Well, I didn't get an answer right then. I've got two services a day, teaching every morning at 10, preaching at night. And so I began to fast. I began to fast. I fasted and prayed. You see, I'd only have uh, certain times that I could pray about this because I, when I wake up in the morning, I immediately got my mind on the on the morning service and I don't, I don't get my mind on anything else. I begin to think about my Bible lesson. Just, just, just don't get on anything else. Then I have to have that morning service. Then the afternoon up to a certain point. Once I get to, to 4 or 4.30, then I refuse to let my mind get on anything else. Particularly in those days when I was going constantly, I, I just won't think about anything else. Push everything out of my mind and just think entirely on my message or if God's already given to me or in the service and meditation and prayer for that service. So then I've only got maybe, you know, kind of go eat after that morning, maybe three hours each day and some time at night when you came in before you went to sleep. I'd say you only had maybe, you know, out of 24 hours, you only had about five hours that you could concentrate on this other. And so, but I fasted the whole days. And I, at, at these special times then, I would, would, would concentrate and pray and talk about, to the Lord about that little child. Now, the third day, the third day of my fast, in the afternoon there, the Lord spoke to me. And he said to me, he, called my, he reminded me, first he said to me, the reason that healing power didn't flow from your hands into that child is because it does not need healing. 
the child was born with something missing in its head. Healing will not put it in there. Then he reminded me of a man that lived right uh, kind of cornered across the street from us, my grandfather's house. I talked about Grandma Pope the other day. She lived that way. This fellow lived that way, kind of cornered that direction. Mr. R. He would come, you know, we had no air conditioning those days and so on, and folks, you know, in the cool of the day, twilight, you know, would just sit out in the yard, you know, on the porch. And Grandpa on time would sit out, you know, in the chair under the tree. We had some beautiful trees all around the house, large shade trees. And Mr. R would come over there sometimes in the afternoon sitting in the shade, you know, and, and talk to Grandpa. And, 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 you know, I was six years old playing around, you know. And, and I noticed that he did not have a finger, this finger or thumb on his right hand. Now, the other hand, just perfect, anybody. See, now here's a man 40-some-odd years of age. He's got these three fingers, look just as normal, but his hand just, you know, like, like you'd sawed it off across there. And uh, so I remember one time after he's there, I asked Grandpa, see, he worked in the oil mill. We called it oil mill. Actually, what they did, you know, they pressed cotton seed and made oil out of it, you know, oil mill. And I thought that maybe he'd got his hand in machinery or something, so I asked Grandpa, because he worked there. Did Mr. R get you know his finger and thumb cut off? Grandpa said, no, no, he'd known him ever since he was born. He said he's born that way. He was born that way. Now the Lord said to me, you couldn't pray, God, heal Mr. R's thumb, right thumb. He's got a left thumb. Now if something happened to it, you could pray, God, heal that. You know, he's got a sore on it or something, a bruise. You could pray, God, heal that right left thumb. But you couldn't pray, God, heal Mr. R's right thumb. He, he don't have any right thumb. Could you? He don't need healing. Then the Lord reminded me that when I was nine years old, I changed schools. I, I went to East Ward there in McKinney, and uh, we changed because we moved, and we was in another district. I went to Central Ward in the third grade. And there was a boy, nine years of age there. You see, uh, this is a new school, so I'm new and getting acquainted. And there was a boy by the name of Jack Scott. And... On his right arm, he did not have a hand. His arm ended right here. It didn't have a wrist, but just right there where the wrist should be, this small part right above your wrist, his arm ended right there, just a nub, you know. Well, you know, I knew I didn't ask him. Those things are personal all the time. But you wondered, well, did he get his hand cut off something, you know? Maybe maybe he's involved in an automobile accident. What happened, you know? Because he's just, uh, you know, just... And it's amazing what old Jack could do. You know, he, he could play softball. Yeah, he'd take this in his hand, you see, and just sort of balance it with that nub, man. He'd hit, you know. Now, that, he'd even play third base. And he'd wear a glove on this hand because, he see, that's a hot corner. But you could knock a ball down there to third base, you see, and he'd grab it with that, jerk his hand out of that, and pick that ball up and throw it to first base and get you out before you could get there. See, he had learned to live with his hand. It's amazing what you can do when you learn to live with handicaps. But, you know, through a, through a, through a several month period, I got real close to him, acquainted with him. So I asked him one day, you know, you know, what happened, you know? Did you get your hand cut off something? He said, no, I was born that way. I don't know why, but I was born that way. No hand on it. Well, the Lord said to me, now, now he's got a left hand. 
Now, if he'd got that left hand injured or had a sore on it or something, you know, you could pray God heal Jack's left hand. But you couldn't pray God heal Jack's right hand. See, that's not healing. I, I think when we understand this, then we'll understand. You see, Jesus, because we pointed out here, had the spirit without measure then he could successfully deal with all cases. We have the Spirit by measure. Remember we looked at that scripture over in Hebrews that talked about distributions of the Holy Ghost. See, the Lord said, I did not tell you. Now, see, I may have the manifestation occasionally. He said, I did not tell you I, I gave you a working of miracles. I told you your ministry is a healing ministry. So that's the reason that healing power didn't flow out to you because there's nothing there to heal. Now you see, there's two things here. Some in the ministry seem to be equipped with that kind of a ministry. Because he said here, later on in this 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. Now notice this. After that, miracles then gifts of healing. Now, you see, he doesn't stop talking about ministry gifts and goes to talking about spiritual gifts, or as we call it. What he does is, it's still ministry gifts. He's saying that there are those that are equipped in the ministry who are equipped with these workings. By the same token, any one person in the church, a layman, might be used the manifestation might come as the Spirit wills. I have a lot of old Pentecostal evangelists. You know, that's the official organ of the Assemblies of God. Assembly of God, you know, is a Pentecostal movement. It was organized in 1914 over here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I have a number of old Pentecostal evangelists. They have uh, many more than what I have. I have just a few, but over they have an archive over in the library at ORU of Pentecostal writings, and they have, I suppose, many hundreds of them. But uh, the first general superintendent of the Assemblies of God was Brother E.N. Bell. I never knew him before my day. I wasn't even born until 1917, of course. And their headquarters, you know, of the Assemblies of God is up here at Springfield now, but at first it was in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, they just had one building there, and some, they sort of lived upstairs in the apartments when it first started, you know and had their offices all downstairs. And Brother Bell became ill, very ill, and right at the point of death. Well, they would, uh, the different people would meet, and, you know, the other officials would, Sister Superintendent, Secretary Treasurer, J.R. Flower was Secretary Treasurer, would meet and pray for him every night. They'd, they'd pray every night. He steadily grew worse until he was just about dead. And Brother Flower said that, uh, that one night, one of them, some of the workers there had a little old kid, you know, saved, filled the Holy Ghost. It wasn't but five years old. Suddenly, the Spirit of God came on that little five-year-old kid. See, it had a manifestation. See, you don't have to be an adult or an adult Christian, a mature Christian, to have a manifestation of the Spirit. Baby Christians can have them. The Corinthians did. The Spirit of God came on that little five-year-old, and he just marched up there and commanded him to be healed, and instant, like you snapped your finger, he's all right. And that is recorded and reported. The healing so on in Pentecostal Bank. So, by the same token, the working of miracles. 
might be manifested through any individual member of the body of Christ at any time, whenever it's necessary, and the Spirit of God wills. You can't, you can't manifest it yourself. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled, Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagan entitled, God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagan entitled, The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagan Burns entitled, Holy Spirit, The Ultimate Best Friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We are going to be in Washington State. Yes, March, Tacoma, Washington. That's right, March 29th through the 31st at By His Word Christian Center. Pastors Jan and Sue Butler, they're in Tacoma, Washington. And then we're going to move over for April 1, 2, and 3 to Spokane, Washington. Yes. Uh, there with the Spokane Christian Center with uh, Pastors Rick and Linda Sharkey. Uh-huh. And... Uh, you can go online at rhema.org and find out anything about our crusade schedule or whatever's going on or where we're going to be in the next crusade. But Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.